You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. No, please, not here. And folks, that's what we'll start with. We will not do that here anymore, folks. We promise you. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode two, two, two. And I'm holding up three fingers for some reason. I'm not really <laughs> sure why. <laughs> Well, because there's three twos, that would be six. That's, I don't know. So no, then I we're mean, six, six, six? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people might uh, might say so. So. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Yes, folks, and that's the dulcet tones of Mr. Mike McPeak. It's mm-hmm. just Mike and I this week. We sincerely hope you enjoyed last week with Melissa. Um, it was a lot of fun. Always is fun to get together with Melissa. There's always... There's always a party when Melissa's around. Let's put it that way. Mike's Mike's got an evil look on his face. Don't say it. Don't. No, no, nothing to do with Melissa. Just something inappropriate. I heard that I won't mention on the podcast, which has nothing to do with with uh, 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 Melissa. It's just that when you said that, reminded me of something. I'll tell you off the air, and the uh, the uh, listeners can just you know wonder. So yeah, they can they can let their little evil minds work through things. Sure. Well, let's just put it this way. We do have the explicit tags, but I do have standards. So, um. <laughs> Our standards are low, but they are there, folks. They are Yes, there. yes. So before, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this would just be inappropriate to say. So, yes, go ahead. Yeah. Before we get any further in, we have to do it, folks. It's Mark's most requested remove from the show feature, <laughs> which we will not remove. It is the wor- time for the world-famous weather report. And our weather goddess in remote stance this week, Elisa was kind enough to send me a forecast. Uh, she went to a concert last night, apparently, and got quite drenched at the concert. But uh, she was happy they were got they got some rain. But she said it should be a rainy few days, and then uh, it should warm back up into the mid-80s. So she's good with that. Uh, as far as my weather forecast goes, it's currently 77 degrees here. It's been a respite because we've had a couple days this week where the uh, heat index uh, crossed well into the triple digits. Uh, we're talking 105, 111. You know, it got, it was freaking hot, folks. <laughs> I was schwitzing from the pitsin is what I like to is what I like to say. So uh, we, we're 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 going to have a cold snap here. We're going to have upper 80s and low 90s this week. So, yeah, it's going to be frigid, folks. Absolutely frigid here in, in northern Virginia. So, And, Mr. McPeak, what be you? Uh, well, let's see here. I'm checking it. Um, now I made it go away. Dang. Oh, there it is. Um, 83 and a half degrees. I'm looking at the back of his wrist, folks. It's a very yes. lovely view. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a minute, we'll explain why uh, I'm looking at the back of my wrist. But No, uh, I'm looking at the back of your wrist. You're looking right. at the front. Well, okay. Yeah, anyway. Uh, now I'm just being goofy. This but, yeah, is there's confusing. A, yes, there's, there's a method to our madness here. Um, but, uh, no, it's 70... Uh, what did I say? I got a dang and all stupid thing. Okay, it's uh, eighty-three and a half degrees here, and the wind is eleven point four miles out of the southeast. So, yeah, well, and we're not cooking meth. That's not what he said. We <laughs> there is a method. We're not method. Cooking, we're not yeah. cooking meth yet. No, so. we're not. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ron White, or what was his name? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know from uh, Breaking Bad, but I can't think of his name. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's not Ron White. He's a comedian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that guy Walter White, I think it is. Yeah, Walt. Yeah, Walter something. Yeah, I think yeah. it is Walter White. Yes, yeah. and I know Elisa's screaming at the screaming <laughs> right now because I at least I've never seen the show. Okay, I do know it from pop culture, but I've never seen the show, and I know I've heard you and uh, the you all talk about it on Three Geeky Ladies. But sorry, I haven't watched it yet. I may get around to it at some point. So anyway, that's that's the weather forecast for the week. I want to do a little bit of other housekeeping before we move into the show. Uh, a longtime listener of the show and a long time, uh, he's actually been on the show, a uh, friend uh, to us, uh, on online anyway, uh, Mark Shepard. I don't know who all realizes this or not. Mark's had some rather serious health issues here recently, and it's being compounded by multiple health issues. He, he did, Mark had a stroke. And then there's been some other health issues that have come into play. And I think his family, uh, he, Mark's retired. 
and they're facing a little bit of hard times. And they, uh, I have seen a GoFundMe put out there to help them with some uh, recent bills that have come up. Uh, so I'm going to put the link in the show in the show notes, folks. If you know Mark Shepard or know him through the show and uh, remember hearing him on the show or you know just any way you want to remember him, it would be really nice if you could uh, uh, dump a little bit of you know even if it's just five bucks. Five bucks goes a long way to help somebody out. Um, if you could follow the link in the show notes, show notes. Sh- bleh, I can't talk. Show notes to help Mark out because uh, he's a good guy. Uh, he's the one we tease a lot about. He buys the new Mac Minis and uses them as door props just to annoy Mark. A lot of people seem to try to annoy Mark. I've noticed. Um. <laughs> it's it's a, uh, uh, a uh, occupation. It's a uh, e- uh, evocation. It's uh, something like that. He's evil. Yes, Mark is evil. Mark, okay. Not Mark Mark Greentree, not Mark Shepard. So, but anyway, folks, I'll put the link in the show notes. So, if you've got some time. Uh, and can uh, I understand if you can't believe me? I more than understand that. But if you got some time, drop a little cash in the GoFundMe, help out where you can. Uh, so that takes care of the housekeeping for this week. So now we'll go back to what Mike was alluding to the 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 when I was looking at the back bottom side under which way turned upside down part of his wrist. Well, yeah, because um, in my quest for gadgets and for the uh, you know fitness tracker. Uh, I think I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that we, my wife and I had ordered fit, uh, Fitbit Blaze and had gotten that. Well, I guess as a fitness tracker, it was fine, but we wanted something a little closer to the smartwatch thing. And it didn't, uh, wouldn't show email uh, notifications when it came in. It wouldn't show some other notifications when it came in and found that just a little bit frustrating. So we sent that back. And now we both have ordered uh, Pebble watches. And so that's why I was looking at my hand because uh, you can put apps on there, sort of like yeah, think of it as kind of like I guess a poor man's Apple Watch, even though it came before the Apple Watch did. Um, but you can put apps on there. One of the apps I have on there is uh, Weather Underground, so I can uh, look at my wrist and uh, bring up that app and see what the weather is at my weather station on top of the house. That's very cool. I've always, I've, you know, I remember when the Pebble Watch came out, everybody was talking about it, and you still hear people talking about it. Is this the most current version of it that you got? Uh, for now. I think they're going to be a new version coming out. Uh, I guess you call it the third uh, generation coming out. I want to say October. I didn't feel like uh, waiting around that long, but this is the uh, Pebble Steel um, that we got. It's got a color uh they call it e-paper, color e-paper display or e-ink display, uh, whatever it is. So it's always on, and then you can flick your wrist, and uh, backlight will come on, so you can uh, see that. Um, But it's, uh, so far, I seem to be liking it once we kind of get it uh, used to it. You can put different uh, watch faces on here, Um, and uh, I've got several on here. Uh, for Kevin's benefit, I'm going to try and find one here. Um, let's see. Did, I go did you take it? that picture of me and make it your watch face again? Uh, no, I didn't want to break the watch. Um, I'm crushed. <laughs> I'm crushed. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can do this now so Kevin can see this. Um, All right. So I see hairy knuckles. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's coming into focus. There we go. That's very cool. It's sideways, but it's very cool. Yeah, I know. It's I'm seeing hairy wrist. There we go. There we go. Uh, uh, it's fading out. Okay, how about we shoot for upside down? That's fair. That that I can see. Okay. You've got so a wild hair there on your arm, by the way. So. Oh yeah, I got lots of wild hairs. Um, it's the uh, for those uh, now for the, uh, the now that we've annoyed listeners, it's the L cars display from uh, Star Trek on there. Yes, it's very cool looking. Yes, uh, and uh, you know it's a nice uh, display because uh, you've got your time. It'll tell you uh, uh, a little, give you a little bar for what you uh, you have for battery life left. It'll tell you what day of the week, uh, the month, and the day, and it'll also tell you your steps down there in the corner. So you can put different ones on here. I got another one that'll tell you that stuff. It's got a little calendar, calendar along the bottom there, so you can kind of see, you know, look at future dates or whatever. So it, that's kind of nice and handy. And I wanted something that would give me notifications because when I'm at working, especially like these last uh, this last week, because we got it. We've only had it about a week or a little over a week, maybe a week and a half now at this point, I guess, uh, or close to two weeks now, I guess. Um, 
when I've been working and uh, scrubbing and stuff, I like when I have messages come in. I like to see uh, what they are, know what they are, so I can, if it's something for school or something, I have to respond to right away. I can deal with it. Otherwise, I can just you know not worry about it. But I did want something that would give me notifications so I could check on things, and so that's been pretty good. And just the uh, um, so I've got like oh about three watch faces on here. What do I have for programs? So I got Weather Underground. Um, there's stand, uh, notifications and health come standard. Um, you got a timer on there, uh, watch faces. You can set an alarm. You can do a stopwatch. I got Pandora on here, so I can control Pandora on my phone. Uh, a little one that's kind of interesting, uh, the day today, it'll give you little factoids about different things. Um, I've got Wonder, it's called Wonder Pebble from my Wonderlist, uh, program that I use on my iPhone for, uh, keeping track of to-do uh, to lists and stuff. Yeah. So I've, I've got that on there, so I can bring that up and just check it. You can't take anything off of there, but you can check it anyway. Um, and I saw, yeah, I don't have a lot of apps on there yet, but uh, like I say, I got that, and I'm playing around with it. And, uh, I think we'll keep this because it kind of does what we want. It doesn't do the heart rate monitor, but it'll do the steps, and it'll give you. Uh, it'll keep track of your sleep um, so I can go into my... Uh, health app and see uh, let's see I've done uh, 1471 steps today normally it's around 10 to 20,000 somewhere in there um, wow yeah that can't be right it says I actually got about uh, seven a uh, little over seven hours of sleep last night that doesn't seem right um, <laughs> Okay, so now you're tearing it apart for what it monitored. <laughs> well, no, it monitors it right. I just should sleep more. Well, uh, folks, you, you, Mike doesn't know that I'm noticing this, but he has this Pebble smartwatch on his one wrist and 45 other things on the other <laughs> wrist. Well, I've got my, I still have my Garmin uh, HR uh, uh, fitness tracker there just because I'm. Uh, Eventually, if I think that I feel comfortable, I'll get rid of this one. It's just you know, I do like the tr fitness tracking in this one too. This is just a plain old bracelet. I just like to be a little fashionable, and then that is my uh, Minecraft uh, bracelet. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm just looking at Mikey showing me a smartwatch. And I'm watching all this other stuff on his wrist. <laughs> so. Yes, I, I'm not afraid to wear my geekdom on my wrist or my waist or wherever. That's cool. But you know, for all the stuff that you're talking about, the Pebble smartwatch does, except for the steps, I use the Grandpa Simpson method for doing all that. It's all written on the inside of my underwear. The day of the week. <laughs> my oh, name. Uh, okay, that's a system. Uh, just, I'm not going to ask you what day of the week it is, because I don't want to have to oh, see Oh, you want to know what day of the week <laughs> My eyes. Uh, no, that's... I. I for some reason, every time somebody says day of the week, all I hear is Grandpa Simpson. All the important stuff I need to remember is written on the inside of my underwear, son. <laughs> and there's this, yeah, well, you know, because it was the fashion of the day or however he said that back in, in the episode. And we have a dog joining us. Hello, Molly. <laughs> yeah, Molly's over here. I don't know. Yes, Molly, I'm talking to invisible people. Why don't you just lay down and take a nap now? <laughs> so, um, but you, know, you can talk about smartwatches. I was just over in the uh, Nocilicast chat room, as I am most Sunday nights, and Allison was talking about uh, our friends Allison and Steve Sheridan became grandparents this week. Mm -hmm. uh, their daughter, Lindsay, uh, Forbes, John, and I cannot remember their last name, so I'm not going to try to butcher that, uh, was born nine pounds, some odd ounces. So he's a pretty good-sized little feller. Good Lord. So um, they, they grow them bigger out there. Uh, but anyway, it was I had to laugh when Allison was, she was talking about it on the show. And she said just before Lindsay went really into the pushing part of labor, she started a workout on her Apple Watch, put it in under other, and then talked about, and I don't remember the number of calories that she burned. But <laughs> and Allison said, I think it took 900 calories to push out a nine-pound baby or something to that effect. I can't remember. Go over and check Allison's show. You'll find the, find it there. But So apparently there's not a dedicated app for labor on the Apple Watch yet. But uh, So if anybody's well, looking for a money-making op option, there you go. Well, okay, that seems a little niche, but okay. Niche? It could be very niche. Oh, no. Yes. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll go there. But anyway. <laughs> So, so Mike's not the only one with a new purchase this week. 
I made a couple of significant purchases to the tone of about seventeen dollars. <laughs> Ooh, awesome! <laughs> I, I blew out the walls here, folks. Yeah, no kidding. No, I bought a pair of Bluetooth headbuds because I've been wanting to try some for different reasons, and they're from a company called. They were on sale. They're normally thirty dollars. I got them with a coupon code for ten. They're from a company called MPAL. And they're called Petrol. I think I'll, I'll show Mike the... Okay. Uh, beautiful packaging. Very re- The box has a magnetic clasp on the side of it. You open it up. It's very fancy. And I'm really excited to start using these if I can get them to freaking charge. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They either aren't charging or maybe they're defective. But... Because um, I wanted to use them... Because I, I would like to use them when we're recording the show. Bluetooth them to my Mac. Because they can be connected to two devices. So I could Bluetooth them to my Mac, and I could Bluetooth them to anything else. And it would be really nice, um, because then I wouldn't have the occasional time when I go to stand up and almost hang myself with the uh, headphone cord. Um, But we'll see how that works out in the future, folks. Uh, But if I can get the damn things to charge... Uh, I don't know why the hell they won't charge. I've charged them for the requisite six hours. I pushed the power button, and it does nothing. Is so, that a, uh, uh, U- a micro USB, or is it a proprietary? Micro. Okay, good. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if that... Sh- uh, you've checked your uh, your USB charger, right? That it actually Oh, works? yeah. It's putting out okay. power. So I'm, okay. I'm not sure what's going on. I'll, I'll play around with them for a week or so, and... See what happens if they don't work, then I'm just going to send the son of a bitch and things back and ask for another <laughs> pair. I mean, I paid a whole $9.99 with the coupon code. Come on. I expect perfection here. <laughs> well, this is true, yes. You so, want good stuff, so. <laughs> yes. So, But anyway, I'll let you know. I, it's my first foray into Bluetooth listening. Now, I know Mike's done multiple mm-hmm. things. He's mm-hmm. even mentioned several of them on the show here. Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, and I'm right now considering my work uh, where I need to hear if people are calling me, but I still want to listen to podcasts or audiobooks or music, or whatever. I've been using some uh, Bluetooth, uh, uh, bone conducting Bluetooth headphones. So they don't go in your ear, they go beside your ear, and then the sound uh, travels through the bones to your eardrums. So it still leaves your ears open so you can hear if somebody's calling you or, you know, if fire alarm's going off or something like that. Um, and they're not too bad. The current pair I'm using now is, um, I think it's the Aftershocks uh, Titanium. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Bart reviewed them for Allison, I think, or uh, recommended them. I think they're oh, the same ones. Well, because I know they had, uh, a while ago, they had... Um, what was the name of those? I had I bought those too, but they didn't last too long. Um, the they uh, Damson, shoot, I can't remember. I think I got them down here in my drawer somewhere. Damn if I know. Uh, it was something along that line. That, um, but it was fine. I mean, they were bone conducting, uh, and maybe they have gotten a new. Uh, maybe they ha- have gotten another set of uh, uh, headphones, but. Um, those was the uh, shoot. I wonder if I can. I think it was the uh, Damson. Uh, yeah, here we go. Damson Audio. Uh, yeah, I had those, and they worked fine. But eventually, they wouldn't charge anymore, and I should have sent them back for a um, Headbones. That's what was the name of them. I know that Bart had uh, reviewed them. And I should ask Allison how hers are doing, but they were kind of neat because you could do, uh, they had some options. So you could, because um, uh, I know uh, Allison and I got into a discussion about this. Why would a person want to have, it's got an uh, audio in and an audio out jack. And oh. she's, uh, you know, but they're Bluetooth too. Um, and let's see. Oh, I know, the audio out. Why would you need the audio out? Well, because sometimes um, when I was working in a loud, noisy situation, I would take a pair of earbuds, plug them into the audio out on those uh, headphones and stick them in my ears so that I could hear the music because the problem with uh, bone conducting like that is you – it's kind of – 
the noise, the outside noise is coming in, so you can hear that too. So it's kind of hard to separate it out. Well, and what I do with my ones I got now, I just put ear uh, earplugs in there to block out the sound. But uh, I had those. I know, like I say, I know Bard had uh, um, reviewed them, and I should go see how their how theirs fared. But I'd heard other people that the battery had died and uh, it wouldn't charge anymore, so that was kind of frustrating. But the one I've got right now is the uh, yeah Aftershocks Trex Titanium, um, and I like those. They seem to because I wear them for well, I've worn them up to about ten hours a day and. Um, they, they. I haven't had them go dead on me yet. Um, they've lasted pretty well, so I'm. Uh, I'm impressed with them so far. Although I am noticing that it's getting a little hard to push the, uh, the button to pause it or whatever. So I'll have to see if, uh, if that persists. I may have to call up the company and do something about that. But otherwise, I I kind of like those. And yeah, I've experimented with a lot of uh, headphones and stuff. So. Um, Probably way more than I should have. <laughs> well, Bluetooth audio is, as I say, it's new for me because I've always used sure. wired. I mean, my headphones I'm using right now, these Sennheiser 220 plus, I think they are. Um, I just keep buying them online. I, this is the third pair I've had. They usually last about two years, maybe three, and then the wire, one wire or something will break, and Mike goes all mono instead of stereo on me, and goes or goes stereo to one ear or something like that. So. I do have to periodically replace them, but I think I pay about $20 for them on Amazon, so, yeah, I'm not going to really freak out. They're comfortable, so. Well, yeah, and I pay more, but like I said, I want something that um, will last me all day, um, and I can hear what people are saying, and sometimes, you know, you end up trying to go cheap, and you end up getting what you pay for, Um so I'd rather, I guess, pay more and have something that lasts longer. Yeah, I mean, my use case for them is when I'm out in the yard doing something, you know, on those occasions, uh, just occasionally be outside or something like that, or when I'm just someplace and I want to tune out the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that I mean, that's my use case. There's no, no strong use case, but at 10 bucks, I figured, well, I, you know, I can jump in for ten bucks. They're like I said, they're normally I think thirty dollars, but I jumped in. I can jump in for ten bucks, and I'm cool. Well, and the other thing is too, because I've got those paired to two devices because my phone isn't big enough to have the music and audio books and podcasts on it. So I've got it paired with my phone and my iPod, and it works most of the time. It's just that sometimes when I'm listening and I pause the iPod and look at the phone or something, I have to basically, I don't. I have to put the phone to sleep and then pull out the iPod to start it again because the phone, you want kind of want the phone to take precedence because if you've got a phone call coming in, you want to be able to answer that. So, But sometimes it's a little clunky, but like I say, it's because I'm sharing two devices on one set of headphones. But it is nice to, because I sometimes I have to take, phone calls while I'm working or whatever. It's just nice to be able to reach up, push the button beside your ear and talk and keep uh, go back to what you were doing. Um, or sometimes I've even worn them out in, in public when we've gone someplace. Not real often. I don't want to be that much of a uh, nerd. but uh, Although, you know, so yeah, there are a few concessions I do make. But uh, I have worn them a few times. Usually when I'm expecting a phone call, it'll just be easier to not have to have my phone out and hold it while I'm talking to somebody. So uh, I've used it for that, but I, I do like them, and they do seem to be working well. I've had them four or five months now, I think. I can't remember for sure. I've had them a while, so they seem to be doing okay yet. I haven't noticed any degradation yet. Give me about a year, then we'll see. Ah. Well, I, I mean, I might use these for the occasional headphone uh, headphone phone call, too, because they do have a built-in mic, and uh, there has been not a cell phone made yet that I can get a consistently good, he- I can hear consistently well on. Uh, I end up putting it on speakerphone most of the time because then it sounds the best to me, and that has to be annoying as hell for people around me, so. Right. You know, it is what it is. So that was one purchase. That was the major outlay of nine ninety nine, And as I've mentioned before, I have I bought one of the Kindle Fires, uh, the new seven-inch fifth generation. I don't know a few weeks ago, a couple months ago now, and I still plan to hack it. I just haven't had the chance to do it. That's something I might be working on here soon, though. Uh, but I wanted a little case for it because I do carry it around. I'm using it for some 
uh, video podcasts. When I don't want to take my iPad Air to work, I can throw this in the, my bag because, you know what, for 40 bucks, if it gets broke, I'm going to be upset, but I'm not going to be as upset if I had my iPad Air 2 and it got broke uh, mm. <laughs> when I had it. So, um, But I found this really cool little case, and it was super nice. It's a very nice-looking case, and I can't remember the manufacturer off the top of my head. But it's real well made. It's got you can ha- have the uh, Kindle in both uh, landscape and portrait modes with Velcro. It has three or four different viewing angles. Has you know openings for the cameras. Has a place to keep SD cards if you mm. want them inside. And it even came with a pen combination pen stylus to use on the screen. So I was like, you know, for six dollars and ninety seven cents, I really couldn't turn it down. <laughs> Well, no, a good case will make a lot of difference because uh, all my devices I buy cases for, and I'm trying to find the one for my uh, NVIDIA tablet because I've taken that one off. But that one sounds sort of similar to what you have there. Uh, let's see here. Is Oh, yeah, I think <coughs> excuse me. this is the one for my iPad, so I'll hold this up for Kevin to see it. But, yeah, so you can turn it. Uh, it'll rotate it. Uh, so then you can, okay, it goes like this. So you can rotate it like this. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can go either portrait or landscape, depending upon how you want to do it. Um, and, yeah, it does have, uh, yeah, it's got little openings for the camera uh, and such. And it's not a bad little thing. I, I've had this one for, what, a couple of years now. This one isn't too bad. The one I got on my Fire tablet, the uh, it, it's not the most expensive vinyl in the world uh and i noticed it is yeah it is starting to kind of come apart a little bit genuine imitation vinyl sure there you go um but it's uh they they've held up pretty good uh and like i think it was the one that my uh i got buried down here in my drawer because i take my uh, tap nvidia tablet out of it but that one had a little stylus hanging on there too that you could use and um i think it had some places for yeah, this one is uh, fairly simple, but yeah, this one's uh, called. I actually had to look it up real quick. It's the Rue R R R O O case with dual leather. Or wait, let me read this. Fire Seven 2015 case, Amazon Fire Seven case, Rue case, dual view leather PU folder, slim fit, lightweight folding cover with stand for Fire Seventh Generation 2015 black. Rolls right off the tongue. The tongue, yeah, it's so melodic. Um, but yeah. again, it, I, you know, sure. it's. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll try to remember to do that for you folks because right. I know that name's just gonna. It, <laughs> you're gonna be humming it all the rest of the time you're listening. But, um, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it was a basic little case, Amazon Prime, and it was. It's still. I still get it for six dollars and ninety eight cents. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's about what I paid roughly for all of these that I used. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to complain. Uh, it comes in a multitude of colors. I chose basic black. Um, you got blue, pink, various shades of pink, actually. Navy blue. Some of the colors do change the price. Um, and then they have some patterns. I think some of the patterns raise the price up close to 20 bucks. So, um, yeah, you, you know, but basic black was sufficient for me. Yeah, this is the one... Yeah, that's the one for my uh, NVIDIA tablet. Yeah, it's got a couple little uh, pockets there, I think, for SD cards. It's got the little uh, stylus uh, on the side there. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, it's sort of the same thing. This one doesn't rotate like those others do, but uh, otherwise it's, you know, decent little tablet or cover. But I haven't carried it around. I've, been, I've got it actually in a clamp over there on a swing arm that... Uh, when I use it to play games on it, so I can swing it around and not have to hold it in my lap. So that's why I took it out of here. Um, just make it a little handier. Okay. Well, yeah, so, I mean, folks, Mike made a good point there. that cases, a good case is always worth its weight in gold, so to speak. Um, it's very handy to have a good case uh, on your devices. I had one for it, but it was one I had paid probably about that same amount for, for that little Android tablet I bought Oh, about a year ago, um, and it was a really cheap little case, and I just didn't like the look of it, but I didn't really worry about it because of what I was doing with that Android tablet. But since I'm using the Kindle a little more, I wanted something that 
I felt would be more durable as it traveled back and forth with me to work and bouncing around right. in my bag. So, yeah, like this one here has got the little, uh, you know, a map, not map of the world, but just looks like an old cartography map on there. And uh, it's got the little, uh, I don't know what you do with that little strap there. I, think oh, I guess to you keep it closed. Yeah, there you go, like that. I knew it was for something. Uh, so, yeah, so it just won't flop open. Um, but uh, And this one here, uh, for the, the one for the iPad, uh, it's got, I thought it did, uh, it should have the, um, I thought it had the magnetic thing on here, so when you open the case, it would turn it on. Maybe your personality is not magnetic enough for it to work anymore. I just I de, uh, detract from it. Sure, we'll go with that. You're sucking all the magnetism right out of the room. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Either that, or I haven't had it. No, it's still plugged in and charged up. I should put it on the charger. But yeah. Well, okay. So, sorry, folks. We detoured into this week in cases. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, in case. Just in case, if you were wondering yes. about the case that we were casing it on. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, those were my two big purchases this week. But not everything's about purchasing. Some of it's about going back into time, traveling back into the glory <laughs> days of technology and revisiting those lovely devices from the past. And Mike's been doing a little computer archaeology. Well, it's more like cleaning out. Uh, my son came home a couple uh, weeks ago down in his room here. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, what we jokingly call the uh, computer warehouse. It's a, uh, his room doesn't have a closet in it, so we put a wardrobe down there. And one side of, uh, excuse me, <coughs> one side of it was uh, he had put computer stuff in there because we would, oh, that, that's, I think Kevin's showing me his Taz. Um, I happened to look at the screen and it scared me for a second there. Um, but once, one side he would, because uh, we would uh, part out old computers and save stuff, the, the stuff that we thought was relevant. And he came home and he hadn't been in there for a while. And it's kind of like was going through there and trying to, you know, sometimes you got to be strong and throw the stuff away. So uh, he went through there and he got rid of some uh, old um, memory chips. Um, I don't remember what the speed of them was. It was probably for like... Um, um, the uh, Pentium 4s and some of those old computers like that, some fairly old ones. So, uh, some of those and some old sound cards that was probably by today's standard wouldn't be that good. We did hang on to a couple uh, 10 by 100 network cards. Yeah, they're not gigabit cards. Um, still always handy to have them around, though. Oh, yeah, it is. And if I ever decide to get a wild hair uh, and I want to do something where I need two network cards... Um, because when I uh, we first got high-speed Internet, we went from a modem to high-speed Internet, I was cheap. I didn't want to have to buy a router, and I had an old computer around here, and I had a couple network cards. So I think I installed Red Hat Linux on there and basically took that old computer and made it into my router. So that, oh, um, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I could, you know, uh, be able to distribute around the house. I think it was only going to one computer at that time. Um, so that worked fine. But um, eventually we had to get a real router and put in. But uh, So we'd done things like that. And so we, we hung on to some things. And then where my son works for um, uh, as in the IT department, it's a manufacturing plant. They uh, make tubes that uh, they basically bend tubes that gets used on uh, farm equipment, different kind of equi equipment. They make parts for John Deere, Caterpillar, all this kind of stuff. So they uh, all their benders run on computers, and some of them are even, even running on MS-DOS yet. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, because for what they need, it's cheaper to keep doing that because to replace that bender, I think he said, was like $250,000 or something like that. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so, you know, use the other one until it becomes essential or something different comes along or whatever. So, yeah, he's got uh, he's got to maintain uh, DOS, and I think they've got – I think there's a few computers using XP on the production line. Oh, dear. Yeah. I hope they're not – there. are they networkable? I mean – I think within the – yeah, he knows uh, – I think they've got they've taken the, the precautions with those. Um, yeah, you don't want uh, XP outward facing, or if you do, you want to protect it pretty good. Um, 
I'm not sure if those are, I think they're, they may be on the network, but they may have them protected somehow, or, or maybe on their own internal network, probably not outward facing. But, um, so, and, and Windows 10, they've upgraded a bunch of stuff to that. But, and because he says, um, because we had some old computers at the school here, and he was wondering if we were going to take the hard drives out because he needed some hard drives that were IDE. Um, oh, wow, I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a few here, too. I think he's got what he needs. but um, So he does have to hang on to or want to hang on to some of that old stuff. But, you know, there's some of that stuff that we just threw away. Like, um, Well, there was some stuff that was just, it had was crapped out. We were just saving it because uh, we had a few old graphic cards that had burned out or something, or the fans was bad on them or something. Uh, some old ones and um, even some, uh, I guess it would be the stock. Before they started putting the, uh, incorporating the video onto the motherboards, you had the basic uh, video card that they put in there. Yeah, like like them. a VGA or a Visa yeah. card or something like that. Or PCI was the last ones I remember buying. Yeah, some of those. So, yeah, uh, threw some of that out. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting to go back and look at some of that stuff. And we've even still got a few. We, we're getting rid of some of the old computers. we got some uh, P4s and some of those that we're throwing out. But I've still got my uh, Apple G4 back there that I just don't know what to do with. Oh! Oh, beautiful, beautiful machine. I know, yeah. And I've, uh, you know, and I'm kind of a a case aficionado, or I like a good looking case. And I do like the cases on those, uh, the uh, power G4s like that. And I've even considered it would be possible, but it would be probably a royal pain. I've considered making it into a Hackintosh, taking out, getting the Apple hardware and putting a, you know, regular PC board in there and, you know, turning into a Hackintosh. It's just that, the, you know, it's not quite a standard case, so it would take some... Yeah, it would take a lot of mods, but power supply, I mean... Yeah. It would yeah. be a complete gut and redo. Yeah, so all you'd have is the shell, you know, and even at school, they have one of the old, um, the Emacs, yeah. the uh, teardrop or whatever they were. Yeah. Um, one of those, and I always thought it would be kind of neat to gut that one, too, put an LCD screen in there and a uh, uh, small little, um, that'd be a small motherboard, probably an i3 or something like that, basically a Mac Mini type setup, and stick it in there and you know retrofit it so that it could run modern Mac hardware, but it'd be in the old case. Um, that would be a labor of love more than what, and I don't think I love it that much. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if you're if you're into tinkering a lot, I mean, and my spirit for that kind of tinkering wanes at times. I don't have it like I used to. I mean, I used to have a complete workbench set up in the basement at uh, the first house we lived in after we got married, and you know, people would come over for me to work on their computers, and I had it all set up, and they come in, they go, "Oh, wow, you're kind of serious about this," and I'm like, "Yeah," because I'd had power supplies, I had a test monitor mounted up on the wall, I had you know the video cables running down from it and I had a, a, a oscilloscope hookup and all that. I never used it. I had it. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I had a little bit of everything. I had my tools all there and I had spare parts, you know, mice, keyboards, drives, floppy drives. Yes, floppy drives, folks. Because um, I was always seemed to be replacing those sound cards, serial port cards, parallel port cards. I had all that kind of crap. Um... A lot of that started to disappear disappeared when we moved house, and then over the last ten years or so, it's been migrating it out. One of the odd things that I have a hard time getting rid of is power cords, because I know as soon as I chuck one, I'm going to need it. But I've got like seven hundred of the damn thing. Yeah, I know. And the uh, the tech guy at the school where I work, he's inherited uh, that uh, from the old uh, tech person that was there, and he's going through, and he's got. It looked like this mass of blue worms, uh, the um, network cables. He had them on a big pile in the floor there. Uh, because back when uh, when I first started there, that was all desktop computers for the most part, and they were all hardwired in. Well, now um, most – there's still some desktop computers around there, but most everyone has uh, laptops, so co- uh, wireless, so you don't need all those. So he's, he's got like a crap load of those things around there and power cords because uh, you just um, – 
you never quite know, you know, when you're going to need them. And the other day he had to go down and get one of the old computers that we had stuck back in the, in the school there back in the corner. He needed something with a serial port on it uh, because he was working yeah. with an, an old uh, switch, I think it was. And I guess uh, uh, he uh, travels from Watertown, so about 30 miles away. I guess he had a USB to serial port adapter, but that was home. It didn't do him much good, so he went down and got this uh, computer and brought it up to work on a switch. And even then, I don't know if you know a USB to a serial port would completely emulate it for some of the things you want to do. So you do have to have some of those old computers around once in a while. Well, yeah, because I occasionally see our network folks. Uh, I mean, I'm in IT, but I mean the guys that are actually doing the switches and stuff like that. They're uh, cabling directly into a switch to set it up and build the switch up and and different things. These big core switches that we have that cost many tens of thousands of dollars if i remember correctly so yeah you do have to hardwire into them occasionally and do things and up until recently most all of that was still serial communications so because <laughs> you're basically using a command prompt in a terminal to talk to the switch and set it up because it's running linux at the core so yeah you still got to have some of that you know as modern as we are you still have to have some of that stuff around and and then, you know, we got talking about the serial part there, and that reminded me that, uh, <clears throat> man, I want to say it was 10, maybe 15 years ago, I had this game <clears throat> I had bought. It was on clearance, but it was um, kind of a prelude to Guitar Hero. And basically what it was, you ran this program that would play music. I think they used uh, Aerosmith uh, music or something. And it had this... Uh, pick basically with a cord that came out of it and hooked to the serial port of your computer no not pick your nose kevin uh <laughs> it looked like a big guitar pick and the idea was there's like a little uh like reed switch or something a little switch in there so when you strummed it it would tell you know tell you that you're you know basically striking a um it would simulate it would tell the computer you're simulating uh, striking a, a guitar string or whatever. So, you know, they, they said you could either slap it on your leg or you could get like a tennis racket. So you could kind of, you know, do that. But the idea was, was to kind of try and play along with the music and, you know, um, you know, keep on beat with the, the uh, song that they was playing. It was kind of neat, but it, um, I'm sort of rhythm deprived once in a while. So I kind of got bored after a while with it, but, uh, it was kind of an interesting game. I play a mean air guitar on the tennis racket. I practiced that for <laughs> years. I, I could, cause I couldn't play tennis worth a shit. Um, I could never control where the ball went. I'd hit it and they'd say, well, you didn't look, I just, touched the racket to the ball and it went 300 yards that way i don't know what the hell you people are doing um so my tennis racket became a air guitar and it was great i i i, I did many concerts for myself on that so <laughs> it was good but no uh, sorry folks i strayed off there um old computer tech i mean occasionally it is i recently had to uh and i'm gonna have to again call up some data on zip disks that i still have and i've got to finish getting it all off zip disks um uh. We, and, we had a few of those in here, too. And I had to have something that had a parallel port because my zip drive was a parallel port zip drive. So, Well, yeah. you see that that G4 has a zip disk built into it. So uh, I should have oh, maybe, yeah. fi maybe fired it up and see if there was uh, anything on there. I don't think so. But, you know, for all of 10 minutes, I thought that was just the cat's meow for backing stuff up because you're trying to do it on floppy and you're like putting all these floppies in. So you guys had like 100 megabytes of data, I think is what it was. And that was like awesome. And then CDs came along and just blew it out of the water. But Well, no, I jumped in at the 250. What was it? There was another one. It was a 120 was the original zip disk or something. No, 100. And then they had a bigger capacity one that was like 200 megabytes. Right. We're talking megabytes, folks. So, um, but yeah, but no, I've got a bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the things I need to get off is some old family pictures that I had stored on there. And I need to get them off and put them on like a thumb drive. If I could find a thumb drive around here, I'm sure I must have one somewhere. Well, yeah, I get up, I'm sure you'll find one. Well, you know, it's funny. I was looking through the sale at Staples this week has a 
256 gigabyte thumb drive for $49. And it was all I could do not to go over there today and buy one. <laughs> well, we were in the Walmart and we were looking and they had the uh, the hybrid ones. So it's USB on one end and then lightning port or micro USB on the other. And no, no, I don't really because I've got the I've got a couple options for wirelessly downloading information to and from my phone, so I really didn't need that. But it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I was. It was really tempting, but I didn't do it, folks. I, I do think they do have uh, Seagate uh, portable hard drives, uh, and I need another one of those. Like I need a hole in the head. But no, I actually do. I need to back up something. Uh, I think I'm going to grab me a one terabyte for $59. Can't really complain there. <laughs> no, I think that's about what it was into uh, uh, Walmart. I think it's something along that line. Yeah, yeah, I think my son was looking at some of those. So, Or actually, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take my one terabyte out of rotation that I ha- currently have and put a, two, a, new, a new two terabyte into rotation. They actually had four terabytes in the portables, too. So it's like that was really tempting, but... I didn't want to spend a whole hundred and twenty nine dollars for four terabytes of storage. So. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, geez, that's terrible. It's like ninety bucks, I think, for the two terabyte. But, geez, it's just terrible what you have to pay for storage. <laughs> yeah, so. and I remember when we paid like that much for like a forty megabyte hard drive or something like that. So. Yeah, really. Um, so I think that, uh, folks, that brings us to the point of the show that that Mark always struggles with. I don't think he's ever quite gotten the concept to this point of the show, <laughs> uh, where we pick out, I come up with a made-up dollar value, throw it out for the people on the show, and let them pick something they would buy if they could frivolously, frivol, you could just waste the money on it, I can't say that word, frivolously, frivolously, frivolously. yeah, that one, sure. <laughs> on, so, we, I, I had something interesting this week, and I'll explain why I picked what I picked. But I'm going to let Michael talk about his thing first. Well, yeah, because when the price came across, and um, I, I, I've had some lined up for different price ranges, or at least a couple things anyway. Some of the stuff that I uh, have in mind, it's going to have to go higher than this. But um, but in this price range, because it was a four to six thousand, and this one comes in like a dollar under. Uh, and I had a lot to squeak choose it, from. Squeaking under there. <laughs> squeaking under there. But I. Uh, I have lots of weaknesses uh, for certain things, and one of them is uh, I like roll-top desks because uh, right where I'm sitting right now is a roll-top desk I got from my uh, father-in-law when we were moving the uh, my mother-in-law out of the house, and uh, I brought it home here. It's not the fanciest one in the world, but it's a nice roll-top desk, but I like the, the uber-fancy ones. and So this one here... Um, is uh, $5,999, but it's a nice-looking roll-top desk. It's got an L that comes out there, so you can put the roll-top down. You still have a place to put to do paperwork and that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if you can fit your uh, iMac in there or not, but it's got yeah. room to fit a small monitor. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think my iMac would quite fit underneath there. Um, but, you know, if for a, you know, if you didn't have a humongous monitor, I think it would fit in there. Um but it's just a nice looking. It's got some um, drawers you can pull out to put small stuff in. It's got letter slots there to put uh, to put letters in or put papers in or whatever. It's got some uh, space there for uh, uh, to stack stuff on because I always stack crap on here. I'm looking at my desk now and it's buried in stuff. Um, but I always need more room. But like I say it's just a nice looking desk and uh, it's got. And let's say it's an L shape, so it also has the uh, um, part coming out, so you just turn over there. If you're meeting with a client, or if you're, uh, you know, want some room to either, you know, maybe set a laptop laptop on and work on that, or some place to spread some papers out and do some stuff. It's got that there. And um, like I say, I I do have this weakness for desks, uh, computer desks especially, because uh, I've gone through several. And a few years ago, we actually went through and through four or five of them out because once upon a time I had three of them down here in my room. My son had one. I think my daughter had one. Maybe both my sons had. We had a few more than a few uh, old computer desks in the house, so we kind of cleaned out. So now I'm just down to two down here in my room. But, uh, um, you know, it's just something that I have an affinity for. 
No, no, I don't blame. I, hey, I love a good desk as much as the other person. And when the current desk I had, I had visions of it when I got it, and it stayed that way for a month or two, and now it's just covered in crap again. I need to clean it all off. I need to take everything off of it except the computer, and then start, you know, only add back the, the crap that I actually use, because there's a hell of a pile over here behind me that every time I walk by, it's always like, Jenga, is it going to fall over? What the hell? You know? <laughs> so. Well, we kind of did that about a month ago, I think, when I took some time off from work. Didn't go anywhere, so I stayed here, and I, uh, and I did clean up my office here, and it's kind of starting to regress i gotta work on it again but i I got a lot of stuff out of here and kind of cleaned it up and organized it and uh moved some stuff down here so um when we get kind of done with the summer craziness at school there and i can uh have the energy when i get home here i want to sit down and do some more things and uh, maybe make a few more purchases you know shocking as it may be i might actually buy something like maybe put a, a tv back in that uh um entertainment center that we brought downstairs and so i could have like a tv back there with uh to watch or whatever but uh i don't know i have a few things planned i just we'll see what time and money brings i can ship you a nice 27 inch flat screen crt if you want cod no and <laughs> <laughs> you, you take your cod and go in yeah crt no dude because when um we moved the mother-in-law. She had a, was it a 32-inch CRT TV? Oh, hernia time. Oh, no kidding. It took two of us to move it. Um, yeah, I didn't like that thing, so no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> a quick side note, and then I'll tell folks about my pick, but uh, my neighbor, a couple neighbors back who I'm still good friends with, he uh, he had a 32-inch CRT Sony and then his wife was not doing well, and we had to move it upstairs at his house. So it took, it was all three of us could do to get it up the stairs, uh, you know, a story up. And he had a turn in the staircase. So it was just real fun. But he replaced that with a 36-inch Sony Trinitron tube television. This thing came in on a pallet. It weighed so much. I was going to say, bring in the forklift. Beep, beep, oh, my beep. God, I thought we were going to... Sh- pull everything we had trying to get it in the door and then back onto his entertainment center. I was like, is your entertainment center going to hold this 300,000 pound television? <laughs> so, but yeah, bless Doug's heart. He was, oh, them TVs were heavy. That was just, yeah, that's, that's the one thing I don't miss. This is actually the one I'm talking about. Mike only weighs about 70 pounds. So no, that's fine. Okay. I'm, I'll be shipping it out tomorrow. Anyway, <laughs> Yeah, let me give you my address. It's in Australia. Oh, that might be worth the joke, Mr. Savage. <laughs> Mark, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, I digress, folks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I get distracted. Squirrel. Um, this week, I picked something kind of different. I'm always paranoid, as any, probably most geeks are, of losing power. One, I don't want the AC to go off because it's frickin' summer, and then, of course, during the winter, I don't want the heat to go off, but I can tolerate the heat going off more than I can tolerate the AC going off. But I also want to play with my tech gadgets. So, this week, I picked the Generac Centurion 22,000-watt LP gas-powered standby generator with automatic transfer over. So, if I have a power failure, I don't have them that often around here, but, you know, if I have a power failure... I still got lights, I got frigerators, I got computers, I got all kinds of good stuff. And my neighbors are sitting in the dark cursing. <laughs> well, you know, for us, it, that would actually be semi-practical because um, South Dakota, we do lose power in the wintertime. And I think it was about, uh, I think it was at this last winter, it was 10 years ago that we had our big ice storm and... Uh, eastern half of South Dakota was without power for like about a week or various towns. And even in town here, we were fortunate enough to have a generator, but we were still without power for a day or two while they were getting that up and running. I mean, the whole town has a generator. Um, 
but there was kind of nip and tuck and just so you could have at least something big enough to run and there are people that have little portable generators in town here big enough that you could hook up to your furnace so you could at least keep the house warm and keep the pipes from freezing because that is a you know serious yes. uh, consideration um and you know just something like that so and on the farm especially um, maybe not so much for us because we had wood burning stoves and we'd lost power out there quite often. We, you know, had means to take care of it. But uh, I know there was some. I had some friends who were dairy farmers and they had a uh, tractor powered generator there because they, you, with the dairy cows, you have to milk them every night or else it's going to be bad for their production. And so you need the milking machines and all that other stuff to keep going. So they had tractor-powered ones there. So it's something that we've never actually had one, but it's something that more than a few people have out here, especially, like, say, in the winter time, just for basic survival. Well, you know, it's funny because I was talking to my HVAC repairman, uh, the guy that does all that work for me, and he said, well, you know, for your furnace itself, a little portable generator is way more than enough because it's a gas furnace. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a little teeny portable generator you can carry around is more than enough to run your heat but he said you start talking about running your ac well then you're talking right. something altogether different right and you know well if i'm going to run the ac or you know that i'd like to have the stove to work i'd like to make sure the refrigerator stays on so the food doesn't spoil you know so you get into this whole it digresses so that's why i said you know what if i was going to do it i would just jump in and do it i'd put in a whole house generator if you know if i ever retire and move out where i'm a little more out and not in a subdivision like I am now, I'll definitely put one in because I've had too many relatives that have lived out, not really out of the way places, just lived out of town a little ways. And power seems to go out out there on a somewhat more regular basis and lost entire freezers full of food and stuff like that. So I think, you know, this generator is $40,799 list at Lowe's. Uh, probably another about thousand dollars to get it put in if what i remember was correct so you know for that kind of money i've always got electricity i don't have to worry about it and i would probably not even run it on lp here if i were to put it in this house i'd run it off the natural gas system that i have and as long as there's gas coming down the pipeline i got electricity and i can thumb my nose at my neighbors going <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting in the dark you're sitting in the dark so. Until they come over and murder you and then move into your nice warm house. Well, no, I have I have other things to take care of that problem, too. Oh, okay, I'm not even going to ask. Liability. Uh, Don't yeah. want to testify in court. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So, folks, that's what I would have. As any good geek would, I do not want to be without electricity, as they say. So, that's what I would like to pick. Well, folks, I do want to make one other announcement. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation next week. So, unless Mike wants to get on here and find some other poor sap, I mean, somebody else to, <laughs> to talk with on the show, there probably will not be a geekiest show ever that will come out on that would be, I'm trying to do it in my head, it's a week from uh, Monday, so that would be whatever, that's going to be the 8th. There will not be a geekiest show ever coming out on the 8th of August, uh, but we will return on the 15th. There will be, there's a special episode planned, um... So we hope you'll stay tuned and listen for that. So that's going to wrap us up this week, folks. Mike, do you want to tell the good folks where they might be able to find out something that you do? No. Okay, great. So we'll move on then. <laughs> I just thought I have to do it every week, and so I just thought I would throw you a curveball and say no. But no, I'll relent. Uh, if you do actually want to hear the stuff that I say, okay, uh, which isn't very much anymore, but uh, you can um, – can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Yes, and you can go over and find all about Mike's love goo problem. So, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B I G underscore I N underscore V A, or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And I'll put the links to the stuff we've talked about out there. We hope you've enjoyed downloading, or, well, I don't know how much you can enjoy downloading. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show this week, and thank you for downloading it. If you want to leave us another review or comments in iTunes, they're always welcome. Helps the show get discovered by more people. So, folks, if you do nothing else between now and the week after next, don't forget to hug a geek. (laughs) 
Hi, everyone. It's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute. I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. <laughs> sure, like you have the power to do that. Well, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh! Find us in iTunes by searching under my Mac. You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk. <laughs>